Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back in the 1800s, when our great city was founded, there was some debate over where the border should be between the states of Kansas and Missouri. And if one lawmaker had his way, the border would have been a lot further east and would have drastically changed the landscape of Kansas City back in the 1800s and especially today. Myself and Diane Houston sit back and look at the border and where it could have been and what it could have meant had it been a couple of miles to the east. Well, I was saying to you the other night when you gave the wonderful speech at St. Thomas More, wouldn't it have been better if Kansas was able to annex Missouri all the way over to the Blue River? And you kind of laughed at me and you're like, no, it wouldn't be. But ultimately, yes, it would have been because that would have meant everything of importance was in one state. You have the Johnson County side, the big population side of the uh, of the area with everything that's going on in the area from sports teams to downtown and all that. Mm-hmm. How much easier do you think life would have been had the state of Kansas been able to annex all the way over to the Blue River? It would have been easier maybe for us today. It would have created who knows what kind of contention at the time because of what was the the reason behind they they wanted to do that. There was nobody in Johnson County at the time, of course. Sure. And so the reason was quite selfish, and it was originally a reason that was stemmed from the pro the pro slavery Missourians wanting to make sure Kansas was a slave state. It didn't have anything to do with Kansas, but then of course the battle changes in the 1870s, and and it's Kansas winning Missouri for of course tax dollars and everything else. Yeah, well, I mean it, it's crazy because and, and and the reason this is kind of the topic this month is because it comes up every time something great happens in our city, and nobody knows what side right. of the state line that you know things are on. And I'll bring that up real quick because I mean it's it, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Because, you know, it was wonderful to see us, you know, us win the Super Bowl. It was amazing. And it wasn't within, of course, that has to be a, a Twitter gate. It's not within five minutes that I'm being texted by multiple people. I've got alerts on my phone that says that President Trump has called, you know, given credit and said congratulations to the great state of Kansas, which, of course, sets off another war, sure. which, which makes me laugh. Of course, I have to, you know, take it with uh, as a historian. I think it's very interesting and funny that we get so defensive but it, you know people in missouri do pay the tax dollars that support the stadiums and such but i mean this is a debate that goes on for for a very long time it's been going on forever it's uh, you know when, when you're out of town and you live in kansas even and somebody asks where you're from you say kansas city because it's easy mm-hmm. but the truth is you do live in kansas if you're you know on the kansas side 
But we are a metropolitan area, and of course we are two states, but we have one similar story, as we always say. Yeah, but it's just really interesting to me that how that happens all the time. Like, here we are in 2020, and people are so, I'll say it, short-sighted about that whole thing and get so mad and defensive over what state somebody says they're from. And I think that, (laughs) that ultimately, for me, though... That's the biggest problem with this town is that we focus on such petty bullshit that we don't (laughs) really focus on what is necessary to move the town forward. And when people are bickering over what state line side of the state line something's on, we miss opportunities. And I I feel like over the over the the generations and years that we've had in this town, we've missed out on a lot of opportunities because sides of the state line are arguing over petty nonsense. And it, and it is nonsense when you get down to it. And you know I'm a, a Missouri girl for sure, but... No, that, uh, that's th- on you. <laughs> 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 it never ends. It never ends. But, I mean, it, it's that loyalty, and, and people like to feel like they're a part of something. And, you know, whether it's the debate and, and all of this, we should be having fun with it. But, like you said, we should also be working with mayors and governors to actually do something as a positive direction to be able to unite our city and make it uh, so much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things we could do that it's just like, what are you going to do? You're going to build on the Kansas side? How could you? Or, oh, you're doing it on the Missouri side. How's Kansas going to help us pay for it? It never ends. Right. It never ends. And that's why I think if it would have extended to the Blue River like there were some original right. plans of going to, you'd have that river as the dividing line. And then a lot of these problems that we're facing today with people on the Kansas side complaining about the Missouri side, maybe we're not sitting here and in, in, in having these issues. Maybe not, but maybe Kansas City wouldn't have grown the way it had. And, and that, I mean, and yeah, you know, sure. I you mean, can't rewrite history. You yeah. can't. And, and that's it. We, we can start with the, the Blue River line, which makes me, it, it, that really cracks me up because I would have been in Kansas then. That's like right. That, so, so that's like super personal. But uh, the Blue River entering in between, I mean, if you look at a map, but entering in between essentially independence, if you will, and uh, and it's obviously to the west of independence, um, and then moving that border, and, and the Blue River enters into Kansas just past the Cass County line. So if you look at it, that so today, if this would have happened, you would have Kansas City, Missouri, you'd have Westport, you would have, um, and Raytown wouldn't have made the cut, <laughs> but you would have had um, some of these towns, Martin City, um, would have been Waldo would all be in Kansas right now. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the reason that these guys wanted it, and it, it starts, you know, there's all this, you know, feistiness and all this. Kansas City wasn't that huge at the time. So we're talking 1855, right when Kansas has become a territory and, and is open for settlement. The whole idea was popular sovereignty. So, you know, we're going to leave it up to the state to decide if they're going to be free or slave. Well, the guys in Kansas City in, in the vicinity were, hell-bent on making sure Kansas, I mean, for lots of reasons, mostly economic, not all of them owned slaves, but it was because that's a threat, man. You can't have that too close to the line. We need to be united. Here we go again. And so the idea was if we annex, we're going to annex Kansas City or the area of Kansas City between the Blue River down in to the west, move the line in and, and make it Kansas territory. Reason being that most of the people that lived in that vicinity, which would be a more than the entire population of Kansas territory at the time. Sure. This is where the people are living. So popular sovereignty comes in. If you were to let them vote legally, if they were part of Kansas territory, Kansas would have been a slave state. So in hindsight, was it a great idea at the time? I don't know what the hell would have happened had that happened. Sure. But I love the story because the whole idea was that they were going to go and petition. And, and the line was always an issue. And it, isn't it always an issue? It's kind of like St. Joe, Missouri. I don't know. Like my dad was in the National Guard. And after flooding, St. Joe, like part of where the base was, almost looks like it belongs into another state now. Because sure, the, it does, the boundary right, yeah. lines move. 
Well, I mean, and we even have, you know, systems in place to make sure that the boundaries don't move like they used to. Um, but in, and that's with the levy system and everything else. But at the time, you know, if there was a flood, shit just moved. Yeah, was, right. No, I, it. I, it's funny. I was actually looking at a map of St. Joe today for whatever reason. I think kind of stemming off right. a little bit of this. And you're looking at that, like that Rosecrans Air Force Base, yep. which it looks like it's in, it should be in the state of Kansas. But it's and kind not. Of goes, but it's not. It's technically it in the state of Missouri. It's just yeah. because of the way that the river moved. And, and that's why we find things like the Steamboat Arabia in the middle of cornfields. Mm-hmm. It wasn't originally in the middle of a cornfield. It was part of the river. Right. So what is interesting about that is that we how do you know that some dude with like a you know the pulley system and and the rods and the system of figuring out measurements back in the it literally in the 1800s early 1800s got it right and the whole idea was that Missouri when they were trying to decide where Missouri's line would be remember we've got Indian territory to the left I mean there's no Kansas even right. then it's just Nebraska Indian territory when this is happening they send out a surveyor the surveyor goes out and he's He's going to plot it at where the Caw River, the Kansas River, and the Missouri River meet, which is now Call Point, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. But there was flooding. So when he plotted it the way, and then the line goes straight south, which is why we have that straight line and we have that little earmark and up by St. Joe of, right. of, of Missouri's very distinct um, look about it. When we have that, it's because of the river system, but then the line goes straight down. That would be the line where Call Point was. But Call Point did move, and that was that was Kansas' defense later is is that the line could have moved. Well, it could have, but you got to go off of the surveys from early on. So, I mean, that that was squashed pretty quick. But the whole idea of moving the Blue River as the line would have changed the entire course of not just Kansas and Missouri history, but the course of history in this entire country, because this is the boat of contention that leads to the Civil War. And it's, it's fascinating to me that these guys are like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send a, a guy. They send some mystery man. And I love that history calls him a mystery man. He's probably, they were probably so embarrassed by this guy. They just decided to purposely forget his name. But it was, uh, uh, Van Horn, mm-hmm. which Van Horn was, uh, in part, uh, he's the one who started the Enterprise newspaper. And obviously Van Horn High School is named after him. So go Van Horn. Um, and then also, uh, my buddy Mobilian McGee, because that's an amazing name. Mobilian. I love that. That's better than Mobilian. like Maximilian. You know, it's that's so a bad. good name. Know, that's a really it. good name. And of course, it's spelled like four different ways. Mobilian uh-huh. or Mobilian. I just, it's the accent man that makes it. In any case, they're both, uh, you know, pro-Southern sympathizers and for the slavery, of course. And they send some mystery man out to Jefferson City, essentially, to petition this idea of changing the border. And the guy apparently fell in love and uh, forgot to go to the meetings or something like that. Oh, this. nice. And that's how so this dude was like squashed. shacking up the night before and never, <laughs> never made it out for work. A spy was sent is wow. what happened. How I about mean, that? Knows? That's I crazy. I could, I could see something like that happen. But, but that wasn't the first attempt to do that. I mean, it was like. It seemingly happened a lot, but I mean, when you start to look at the dates, like 1855, 1878, there's right. a lot of time in between. So obviously people back then were thinking kind of, all right, the population is moving west. I mean, there, right. there's no denying that. The population is is moving west. It would be smart to have this city part of this state where people are moving to. Right. And they've tried and failed and tried and failed. Why was Jefferson City so intent on just like saying, no, we're not letting this part of the state go and be ceded to Kansas because Kansas tried to annex this son of a gun numerous times. Well, and that's just it. I think that, so we get the slavery debate, we, that gets squashed. And obviously history tells us that, the, you know, then we're at war and we're at war from 1855, essentially 56 until 1865. So 10 years of hell. And then you have, you know, your, your enterprising spirits of Kansas, which this just, it, I, I, I still want to know. I mean, I love these Kansas City, Kansas founders because that's, I think, what really just 
throws the next nail. Yeah, at you. Like, I will get to I'm going to stick yeah. it to you. Like, oh, you you know, you want to be in Kansas City? Which one? Yeah. I'm going to give you a second one. So in 1872, and this is after, of course, now we have the railroads here. Mm-hmm. So that you got the buildup of the area. So now you have business enterprises, which are tax-paying business enterprises in Kansas City. And then you have the building of the West Bottom. So you have essentially um, business going into Wyandotte County, mm-hmm. right? And um, in 1872, a group of guys comes together and incorporates a bunch of small towns into Kansas City, Kansas. And it's like, and they even admit it. They're like, well, we're using the name because, you know, it's popular. Well, we're sticking it to you, basically, <laughs> yes, is what I mean, it was. Yeah, it's it, crazy. They wanted to capitalize on the success of Kansas City, Missouri. It, it, it's really That's good why. to know that people back back then were, were trolling, too. <laughs> like, like People think this, like, this whole trolling thing is like a new thing that just started with Twitter, right? right? But even back in the 1800s, the people on the Kansas side are like, well, if you won't give it to us, we're just basically going to name it the same thing so we confuse the hell out of people. Yeah. And to this day, here we are, 2020, some, what, 200 years later almost, right. and people are still confused at all get out about what is what what side of the state line is which if you don't live here and i know i have to say this because you know i'm gonna i'm, I'm a missouri girl i have to give it to because when john calvin mccloy platted kansas city missouri when this all happened 1838 and then really the business because there was a bunch of it was a hot mess for a while because it's the frontier mm-hmm. so it takes a while it's the 1840s really before it builds up but when they were deciding on a name, I sort of, you know, you have to remember, they were like sitting in a cabin at the foot of Grand Avenue, drinking whiskey, smoking cigars, and it was a bunch of dudes. I mean, right. they didn't take this very seriously. People think that they took this so seriously, like, this is going to be the, the gateway to the West and blah, blah, blah. They didn't think of it like that. They were thinking of it as, well, hell, we got to give it a name. Right. And no, nobody came up with anything good. And, and they facetiously, people love to say we could have been Possum Trot or yeah. Rabbitville. Those were jokes. These guys are, they, I'm, I promise but you, they were drinking. what were the better drinking. solutions, though, Cosmouth that time? was, Cosmouth was one. That's and, a terrible name, too, though. Well, I, well, I know. Yeah. I didn't say it, I liked it. I'm just saying right. it's better than Possum Trot. Um, Cosmouth was one. And, um, of course, the town of Kansas um, and then Port Fonda. Right. And Port Fonda, nobody wanted that because they didn't like, they didn't like the dude at all. Mm-hmm. His, Abraham Fonda was kind of a, another troll. And he wasn't even from the area, didn't live here. Uh, they didn't trust him. Um, so Port Fonda, and, and even after. Sounds like the name of a Mexican restaurant. It doesn't. God, doesn't it though? <laughs> it's was crazy so when you hear something like that and you have no idea why right. it's called Port Fonda and people are thinking, oh, that's just a name he came up with to go back in the history and see. That the folks who opened the restaurant right. did their history and went, what's Thank a you, cool Port name? And, and they, and they kind of kept that to life. I mean, so that restaurant, whether you love it, you, whatever your thoughts are on it, right. um, you know that like they get Kansas City history. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, you're tops in my book, man. Like that's really cool. Like to have a name like that to me. That, that when, when people do stuff that is so underlying like that and you find out the real meaning behind something, that just takes things to the next level. I think that's awesome. I, I love it. And I need to go down and thank them because as a historian, um, I, I wish, I think it's great we have something for uh, for Fonda just because of the, you know, kind of that lashing out at the right. end. Um, I'm sad, though, that we don't have things for like McCoy. I mean, we had McCoy's public house. Sure. I would like to see somebody do something when Westport. I mean, I'd love to talk to our mayor about this. Westport needs an overhaul anyway. And I would like to see somebody do something in honor again of, of, of McCoy because he, he was not, he's the founder of Westport in Kansas City and the guy was brilliant and 
um, and all of that. And I just like to see them, you know, pay some more homage to him. I mean, it's great that Port Fonda is successful. Maybe the Port Fonda people need to open up something for McCoy. McCoy. Well, I mean, like you, know? you said, they had it. It was there. And, I know. Uh, some things come and some things go as as they like to do. But, you know, th- th- this whole battle over the state line and the names right. and, and whatnot like you, you would think after time it would kind of dissipate and go away. <laughs> yeah, right. But it, it's probably as strong now, if not stronger than yes. back then, because social media keeps this stuff alive. And, yes. and, and there would be nothing better, like nothing aggravates me more about this town than when people complain about the sides of the state line that you are on. And, and that's something that obviously was going on back then. It's something that's going on now. And, you can only learn from history so you don't repeat it, right? Right. But we seemingly haven't learned from that past history because we continue to repeat it over and over again. And I don't know about you, but I don't know if there's any end in sight to us ever ending this state line debate. I don't think they're really, and, and it's interesting you say that because you've traveled a lot as well as I have. And I mean, I've been, uh, Europe and there's really, you go from one country to another and you barely know it. I mean, there's not like, it's not like you're passing through some line. Um, like in Belgium on the border between uh, Belgium and Holland, Great waffles. it's just literally, yeah, they literally have just like, uh, like little white markers in the, just, I mean, that's it. There's no like welcome to signs. And if you think Kansas city is specifically very, very unique, we don't just know where the state line is. We named it the state line. Mm-hmm. We named it the state line for miles and miles. So it, it, it's, it, you know, then it's we almost have like somebody just got about. lazy and just went straight there. We're good. <laughs> and some parts are in Kansas and some parts are in Missouri because it doesn't exactly follow down the line. But the point is, is that we also already at the border after all the border wars and then, you know, getting into 1870s and fighting over where, uh, where Kansas City, Missouri, if it should be in Kansas was, we still established that line. That line was specific. And if you go to other cities or other states, I should say, where there is a line, you're not going to see people driving down the line with big signs that say state line mm-hmm. and proudly so. And I think that those are the divisions. And I'm not saying we should rename state line or anything like that. It's there. It's there. It is. It's there. Mm-hmm. But we need to do a better job of, like you said, communicating with each other. There was a, there was another attempt. And I mentioned McCoy earlier. McCoy didn't like the name Kansas City. He hated it. I thought that was pretty interesting. He hated it. And so there was this. Well, he probably wanted to be called like McCoyville or something he didn't, like that. He yeah. didn't care. He wasn't like that. McCoy was cool. He's your boy? He's my boy. Right. <laughs> I like McCoy. Um, and I rhymed. So McCoy was really, he wrote a lot of letters and he was, because he was like the forefront guy. He was like the first historian in Kansas City. He, he was, he constantly was writing letters and and doing newspaper articles about what was going on at the time. And he sees these this guy write in the Olathe Mirror paper in 1878 that they want Kansas City, Missouri should set over to the state of Kansas. And Wyandotte and Kansas City, Kansas should be incorporated under Kansas City with one government. This is the, the proposal. The, the defense was this. And this guy said he had testimony from these two guys that were in the area at the time and 1820s and oh but it was burned in a fire or in a, the sacking of Olathe by Quantrill it's like if you don't have your evidence you don't have your evidence but they regardless they they swore that the flooding on the on that on the river changed the the border and that the essentially Kansas City should have just been in Kansas anyway that was the the defense mm-hmm. well McCoy had something to say about that first of all he said forget this you guys stole our name I don't like the name anyway I have an idea. Let's just go back. I'm going to start calling it Port Fonda. So for a while, he started signing the bottom of his papers, Port Fonda, Missouri, mm-hmm. like kind of to get after. I mean, so that's how much he didn't care. But what was so cool, and, and they talked at uh, Kansas City. This is, this is the Olathe newspaper, which would have been a big newspaper in this area at the time. Uh, Kansas City belongs to Kansas, and we want it. 
And they really went after it. And it became kind of an issue uh, of whether or not, you know, this area should be annexed again. But it's not a it's not a state decision. It's a federal decision. You're talking about moving borders. So mm-hmm. that became an issue. But it, it constantly was a boat of contention because the reason Jeff City wasn't even going to consider it is because of the tax dollars. Sure, absolutely. I mean, there yeah. was no way that that was going to happen. Well, what what about what about though, like going the other way around and having Missouri annex Johnson County, Wyandotte County at the time, and bring that sure. population in? Because again, whether you want to call it Missouri or Kansas, I don't care. Just do as it. As long as everybody <laughs> is on one side of the state line, so we can make things smoother and easier. That would have been my kind of recommendation back then. Like, like, so, so we're still talking about it today. Right. When did they give up about it though? Because like after 1878, how many more times did they go back and try to annex it and create it as one area? 1878 was the plea that it belonged to them. So they, Kansas was in, you know, on this track that Kansas City, Missouri belonged to us. And it would have only been a strip. I mean, if you were talking about a border, but Mm -hmm. still, we still wanted a little bit of you. Um, and then Kansas, actually, in 1879, proposed to Missouri to buy the area from the Blue River over. And the fact that this got lost in the mess of history, how we don't all know this living here, is blowing my mind. How much did Kansas offer for that? Trip? I don't know. It never said. I think it was also going to be in meetings between you know officials. You're not going to get the paper isn't going to be sitting there. They're not doing press conferences at this time. Sure. So who knows? But they, they offered to buy Kansas City, and then it just kind of died. And, it, and, and again, it was the business, you got to think, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas really blew up in the 1880s. So I think that the concentration or the effort was more in their own business enterprises and building their communities versus who owns what and how do we change this. And so the 1880s is where Kansas City just, I mean, just comes out of the woodwork. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in, in Kansas, too, um, more on the livestock side, but still, you know, they built up that area as well. So it, it just dies. You know, and of course, people, and I love this, this geographer who wrote this um, uh, book called uh, Kansas City and How It Grew. It's a great book. Uh, his name's William Shortridge. He says, you know, like, this this entire battle comes to a head because every time that we open a new attraction, every time that there's some time of tax dollar that affects both sides of the state line. And he says he's like, who pays for it? Does it fall on both states? And then he said, petty jealousies arising from such concern occasionally prompt calls from newspaper columnists to move the entire urban area into one state or the other. And you can still, I mean, I could hear the Kansas City editorial board probably still arguing some fact like this sure. today. The good news is we're, we're pretty much up to date with everything that needs to be done right now. Yes. I mean, obviously the new baseball stadium is coming and most of that is going to be privately financed. So the tax dollars aren't going to be, you know, something that affects that. But like the airport, the convention center, the convention center hotel, union station, like yeah. all of this stuff that benefits both sides of the state line and the whole region we're pretty much taking care of now in that area for a while. So maybe the, maybe the fighting and subsiding will, you know, kind of slow down a little bit, but we're still poaching businesses from each side of the state line, which that, makes it, absolutely no sense. That blows my mind. A, instead of going to Colorado. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to recruit away from Colorado these days, but going to, you know, Nebraska or Iowa or someplace else and recruiting new businesses to the area, we're just you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, and we're not doing anything to make our overall area better with more businesses and people. We're just they, moving things right, around. Right, because they give inf- they give incentives to move from one side of the state to the other, and and it's not it's not affecting the overall economy because it, the business is still staying here. It's just a question of who's getting the money, and that's the that's the problem is who's getting the money. 
And, you know, we have some serious problems in, and I'm going to say in Kansas City for sure, because, you know, uh, you know, you pay a lot of tax dollars too, and, you know, you don't have roads that are fixed. Right, and, right. And, and, you know, right now I would be totally cool with being, um, in, have a license plate and live in the state of Kansas if I can just, you know, not have some potholes in my neighborhood. Sure, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be fine. Well, and, and I think also, and, and, you know, the, the one thing that I've preached for years and nobody listens to, to my ideas because I'm just a dumb sports guy, but I think what's best for this region is to form a district and it would be Cass County, Jackson County, whatever county's right up there. Clay, North Clay Platt. County, Clay, maybe Platt. If Platt's you, a little out. Platt's yeah. a little out, but not Platt, but Johnson, Wyandotte and, you know, uh, Leavenworth counties and form a six county district that is neither Kansas nor Missouri. And, and we've already done this. It's called Washington, D.C. I right. mean, like, like the precedent is there to do this. And every time I bring that up, somebody goes, Oh, Topeka and Jeff City will never go for that. They'll lose all that, t- that money. I'm like, I don't care about Topeka and Jefferson City. I, I really don't. Like, what's best for this region is for the six county region to basically declare independence from both states because neither state is good. Let's call it what it is. Nobody's <laughs> bragging about either state right now. So if we just, if, if, if we just declare our independence and separate from those states and form one region, I think this place just absolutely skyrockets and, and, and becomes something that nobody ever imagined because we're too busy fighting with two state capitals and two sides of a state line. But if we all just come together and work as one and say, screw everybody else, I think we got sky's the limit here in Kansas City. I think that's a, a an interesting proposition. The problem comes, of course, is that we don't like change. We don't like change. Right. And, and, I, and still, even when people were moving into Kansas territory, whether they were from the immigrant aid societies and they were trying to make it a free state or they were the guys that were settled on the western border in Missouri who were pro-slavery guys who wanted Kansas to be a slave state. It's to preserve what they already knew. That's all this was. Mm -hmm. And we like to preserve, usually in a negative form, we like to preserve what we already know because we don't like change. And Kansas City would have to, you know, we all have to kind of emerge out of the dark ages to make some changes to, I mean, especially embrace some of this history and understand that maybe we did get it wrong here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm still mad at Kansas City, Kansas. Like, why'd you do that, man? Like, that just made it well, even that's worse. Just, that's just from the bluffs <laughs> giving you the bird. Like, I know. You know? I just, God. <laughs> Fine. You don't want to be us to be a part of you and we, you don't want to be a part of us. Well, screw you. We're, 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 we're piecing out and we're taking your name and, and we're going to set a 200 year confusion in place. Seriously. And Kansas City, Missouri, by the way, all of you business owners, lands cheaper over here. I mean, it was like, yeah. They were mocking it was and we haven't gotten past that because isn't that still the incentive it's like this business moves from kansas into missouri because they're going to make the tax dollars less we're going to give them incentives or tax Mm -hmm. you know whatever it'll be like we're doing the same thing and it didn't we didn't get it right in 1879 we didn't get it right in 1872 we certainly didn't get it right in 1855 um in the long run, we got it right, but it took the whole nation getting involved for us to get it right. So I'm not sure where, you know, where do we go from here? I just know that, you know, we certainly like to have a very defined state line road and we like to declare our, declare our loyalty. And even when you have friends that live in the Kansas City, Missouri side that move to Kansas, they'll, they'll immediately go, well, I mean, it was because of the schools yeah. or, oh, it was because of, you know, uh, the, the roads. I mean, look. Like they give the excuse of why because they're afraid that the people from their homeland right, sure. are going to give them trouble, and it's like, why are we doing? We're still all one. I mean, we're two states with one story. We're one city. We're a metropolitan area. We shouldn't be afraid 
and I mean, we can have fun with it, but we shouldn't be afraid to uh, to admit our loyalties in certain regards, but also be open to change. That's the biggest thing. When you say the the rest of the nation had to get involved with Kansas yeah. and Missouri, what do you mean by that? The rest of the nation had to get involved with Kansas and Missouri because we couldn't, popular sovereignty wasn't working. So when you're talking about fighting um, for whether Kansas is going to be free or slave, and then we have to go to battle with each other for six years before there's a war. But that is what set off the Civil War, and it took the whole nation getting mm-hmm. involved. And, you know, Lincoln, right after he gets elected, he's like, you know, he's going to uh, appoint a, um, he's asking for soldiers. He's asking for people. That sounds like you're trying to go to war, and that pissed off a lot of people. So, you know, immediately there's a, there's a separation. But in in the end, because we always forget, they did such a good job of healing after the war. Like, they actually didn't hold grudges like we do. Yeah. And, you know, people, you know, it's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, we were on different sides, you know, two years ago. But now we're neighbors and, you know, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Like, it, you know, yeah. you just go back to normal. But what we got all involved, this area was the hotbed. This is what really set off the Civil War. It, I mean, it was. And it wouldn't, would it have happened eventually had the Kansas, if Kansas would have come a slave state. And, you know, whatever happens, if it would have been delayed more, the end result would have happened. It just would have been later. But we were the ones that set off and, and made those changes. It was it was our fighting that caused essentially a nation to fight for a certain cause. Do you, do you think in the future we will continue to bicker over this state line or do you eventually think it'll go away? Because I'm here to say I don't think it's ever changing. Nope, I don't think it's going to ever change. I, I think that... Even Kansas with the City, sports rivalry not being there with Kansas and Mizzou anymore, right. like e- even with that out mm-hmm. the window, it's still fierce. And every time somebody does something to Missouri on the can- or in Kansas yeah. City and somebody calls it Kansas, it rears its ugly head and oh, people get so mad. Deal. Yeah, I know. It's a really big deal. Well, God forbid I, a band comes to town and says, we're here in Kansas. Oh, God, oh my that's goodness. Just, that's yeah. just World War Three. It, it is. Yeah. But yep. To answer your question, I think that Kansas did a better job at not annexing areas. So in Kansas, you have, it, it, my, Wyandotte County did that to create Kansas City, Kansas. But you have, still you have Leewood and you have Overland Park and you have Olathe and you have Lenexa. And they're not annexing in Prairie Village. Mm-hmm. You have, and you have mayors for each one of these little areas. It's much easier to control a small area than it is to try to control an entire area. And Kansas City kept annexing. Like, first it was Westport. Westport annexes into Kansas City. Waldo annexes into Kansas City. Think about all of those areas. Martin City. All of those were independent areas Mm -hmm. before the annexation. And so now it's this huge area out of control because, you know, there's, there's too much going on. And so that border becomes an issue. I think Kansas did a better job of keeping those municipalities smaller, which makes it easier for funding and things like that. Whereas Kansas City became too big that now we are like we almost need sub even past council districts. We need sub districts because funding isn't equally distributed and everything else in schools. Thinking we could go into a hot mess about schools. But I think that it uh, we will never get past this because. First of all, I think we like it in some regards because sure. it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fun. I mean, we like to razz each other all the time. It is fun. It's fun to live on a border, and it's fun to go to some other area where they don't cross a state line often. And they're like, wow, so you're in Kansas one minute and you're in Missouri. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like no big deal. It's no big deal. But this area should embrace it and find a way to get, like you said, work together and not try to, you know, make this. We need to make this a better place. We need to make Missouri and Kansas great again together, right? Make it great again.
It's fun to think about that border moving about 10 miles east and thinking about the fact that downtown Kansas City, Missouri could have actually been downtown Kansas City, Kansas. Next month, we'll talk more Kansas City history. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.